Hello. Welcome to Seasons, A Year of Movies. Uh, I'm Jacob. I'm Emma. And we're here to talk about uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, but we like to start off with our likes and yikes. Just get a little quick, quick little side at the beginning, and then we can really get into the meat of this thing. Uh, spoiler alert, I like this movie uh, <laughs> a lot, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. I do. Anyway, Emma, what is your like and your yike? My like is perhaps the most important piece of evidence in proving that Obi-Wan is a distinguished bisexual. Mm, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's his power pose. Power pose. When he fights. Uh, it's incredible. He does this twice in the movie. In the same scene. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. It's incredible. Uh, we're so blessed. But yeah, if if you're unfamiliar with it, he like takes a step back and shoots out like one arm with like a peace sign while this like lightsaber is above his head, like in just like this beautiful arc. It's it's incredible. It's it's sassy. It's like it's like, you know, he's showing off that he's like been doing his tie bow or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh it's just very silly and extremely delightful. It is. It's um, true. Um, and <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. If I if I mention my yikes, um I'm not, I'm not going to do it on the podcast. <laughs> I, I I won't. Okay. This is my promise to you. Okay. Promise to us all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I do it specifically. All right. Well, you could just explain. Explain your yike. Oh man. My my yikes in this movie is like the emperor's voice. And like the ridiculous things that he I, says once I love it so much. I know. Once he's all shri- <laughs> once he's all shriveled up and like totally evil, you know, his voice changes. Um and like it's fine. It's it's ridiculous and silly in the movie. Uh the worst part about it is uh Jacob has been <laughs> has been doing that voice <laughs> for days. <laughs> It's a every lot of fun. every it's day. Um, yeah, this is just, this is who I live with. There's also like so many oh, man. There's just so many gifable moments. With there him. are there are. It's and so like, good. That that's great. Emperor's one big fat mood. That's what I gotta <laughs> say about. Oh, just <laughs> yeah, fat pH also. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, just try to try to keep it to yourself. Yeah, it yeah, I'll be good. <laughs> I mean, I make no promises to you. I do promise the podcast that I will restrain myself. Um, okay, which actually brings us to my yikes, or yike, because I uh, I had a problem thinking of one because I like pretty much everything about this movie. Uh, and the stuff I don't like is so is either really really structural, and so I want to mm-hmm. dig into it in the podcast proper, or I find it really endearing, like the <laughs> uh, Emperor's voice stuff, right? Um, but yeah, the one thing that I think tips us over for me is when Obi-Wan and Anakin are fighting and Anakin says, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just like, it is a dead weight. Like there are ways to say that that are not that, you know, anyway, it's, it's fine. Like it's, you know, it, it is, it is this movie. And what would I expect? You know, I'm not expecting any different. And like, I still find most of that stuff that leads that direction really endearing. But that's that's the one thing that I could think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my like is when Yoda is on Kashyyyk with Yoda. I mean, with Chewbacca. And uh, he climbs up on his shoulder at one point, And it's real cute. I squealed. Yeah, this is true. Can yeah. confirm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an extremely precious moment. It's also, precious. I feel like I'm not mad that Chewbacca's like in this movie. Yeah, neither am I. Because he's just like Chewbacca. Yeah. I, <laughs> See ya. And like, right. and they have that cute shoulder moment, and it's like, yeah, yeah, it's just nice, and like it passes by. Right. One, well, also like I feel like Kashyyyk kind of serves the movie in a couple ways because it's like, I mean, A, it's, you know, it's obviously a quotation of Endor mm-hmm. from Revenge of the Sith. I mean, from, yeah. from Return of the Jedi. I mean, like, yeah, I illustrated the parallel just now. And then also it's playing into this nature, um, yeah. m- you know, machine dynamic that's oh, present yeah. in, in all these movies. Um, so I, that's the thing is I don't, 
this actually maybe okay maybe something we could dig into because this is something mm-hmm. we talked about a little bit is that like people talk about so much about how these movies are so obsessed with star wars lore and like yeah. are just like very mm-hmm. like self-interested um and i think th- I don't, there's not like there's definitely truth to that particularly mm-hmm. with like yeah like all the stormtroopers are this dude's dad <laughs> and like you know c-3po is built by anakin but i actually think that's a lot less true than it is of the two sequel movies. Yeah, I, oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And I I can speak to this. I have been converted. <laughs> um, I think in our original uh, episode at the beginning of the season, I talked about how I really didn't like this movie the, like, one time I saw it, um, and how one of the things I hated most about it was the ending where, like, everybody just gets set up in their, like, perfect positions, and nothing changes, you know, for the next 19 years. Right. Um, But then watching it this time, I realized that, like, this wasn't, like, it it wasn't just, like, you know, kind of, like, a fan service bit, right? Um, it would be like, look, you know all these people, and you know all these places. But, like, it was really indicative of how, like, the world has changed because of the Empire, and how they honestly succeeded in their goal of like maintaining order and quote-unquote peace right it just shows like yeah like everybody's kind of stuck and like the emperor like the empire keeps it at this present moment so now i don't see it so much as just like yeah like a movie being obsessed with itself right uh, but kind of, you know, it, it's, it works. Yeah. It actually means something. Right. When I think, I mean, we thought, I thought the thing that I thought about most with this, I think that's really insightful, but I also thought about like how, you know, the, both Attack of the Clones and this use the imagery of the stormtroopers and like the fascist empire, mm-hmm. like in a way that's actually like very pointed and like talking, you know, is, is like has real stakes and like makes sense. Whereas like, what is the first order? <laughs> like it's just the empire again, yeah. you know? And there's like, and there's something, I mean, there's, I think that's, there's something interesting about that from like the perspective of both these movies as like pop culture products, mm-hmm. right? That like, how do you engage with, you know, the past and like, how are we like reacting to that? Right. And how are we making it meaningless and anyway, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like. Lindsay, yeah. Lindsay Ellis has a good video about right. yeah. the First Order and stuff. Y'all should all watch Lindsay Ellis' videos. They're good. They're extremely good. Yeah. I still haven't watched that video, so. Yeah, but I also need to watch The Last Jedi again because, anyway, because, well, we're going to. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch The Last Jedi again. Yeah, but I just think that's something like, like, yes, on, on I mean, I don't even want to say a superficial level because I think it goes deeper than that, but, like, there's a lot of these movies that's invested in, like, setting up the next movie, mm-hmm. right? And, like, obviously, Revenge of the Sith, like, ends with all the pieces in place for New Hope, yeah. right? But I still think it's a movie that's interested in a lot more things than just that piece setting. Mm-hmm, and sure. there's actually, like, I think very little satisfaction in seeing it play out, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah, no. I I agree. Baby. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, also something we wanted to talk about is that, like, something I noticed is that um, with each movie it seems to be very much like a response to the previous movie mm. in really direct ways. Yeah. Like, like, you know, people are like, Oh, the, the love story in two is really bad. And so like, I don't know what they did exactly, but like, <laughs> it's a lot better in this yeah. sort of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of. From a certain point of view. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's really interesting. And yeah, like, and kind of, you know, a product of, like, just our modern situation, you know, with right. movies. Even, like, especially now, but, like, even, you know, you go back, like, 15, 20 years yeah. to when the prequels were being made. Um, yeah, and I think I think it's really interesting, and, like, like I think it could be really helpful, you know. Um, I've noticed, like, in, in Attack of the Clones, you know, we talked about how the Viceroy's voices are, like, toned down. Oh, yeah. And in right. this one, they're, like... Meg, they're just like changed. Yeah, there's one like, guy who has like like a it's southern like a, accent. Yeah, he's like a it's, cowboy. Yeah, um, and it's very silly. And thankfully, he only has like two lines. Right. Um, well, I mean, I but, guess, but like, is that is that silly? I mean, it's definitely not worse than the stuff in yeah. Phantom Menace, right? Um, but yeah, and I do. But yeah, but that's that's the thing. Is like it also just disappoints me because I'm like it it worked. Okay, you know, in this movie, 
I wish it worked in the one before. And, like, that's, you know, can't do anything about that. Right. And they couldn't have done anything about that at the time. Um, I'm just being salty. Yeah, no, but it is, it's... It's frustrating because I I think part of what makes these movies like I think they're really fascinating, but they're also just so like they got freaking lots of problems, mm-hmm. uh, lots of problems, and so they're very like I could see you know like even though I enjoyed this, I think I came at it from a certain lens this time around, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah I could find you could easily find these movies unendlessly frustrating. Yeah, um, but I think that's something like. I don't know. These are pretty earnest movies mm-hmm. and they don't really feel like, oh, this is a movie made to like do X or Y or like to appeal to this demographic. Yeah. Or, like they're very, I don't know, like as far as blockbusters go, they feel very like kind of human to me in terms yeah. of like, yeah, they're like driven by like very particular tastes and aesthetic concerns mm-hmm. and, and stuff. Yeah. It, and it does. Yeah. Like you say, it feels human and it does like feel it, like, feels personal, right? Right, uh, yeah. Because, like, George Lucas was so invested in, like, this grand scheme of yeah. things. Um, and even, yeah, because there's, there's a bit at the end that I'd totally forgotten about um, where Yoda, like, mentions that, like, Obi-Wan can talk to ghost Qui-Gon. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Out in the desert. Yeah. Um, and stuff. And, like, if that were done today, I feel like, you know, it would be such like uh just oh like that's the next movie or like that's the obi-wan solo movie we're gonna get um but like even that feels like oh like you know there's like a reason for this and like maybe we'll see it and maybe we never will yeah Uh, but like it means something well i feel like it also it sort of speaks to what you were talking about earlier that like obi-wan's not just doing nothing Mm -hmm. you know and in some ways the obi-wan we see at the beginning of A New Hope is very different, right? Mm-hmm. And But I think you can still see that line. Yeah. And that's part of, partially because E. McGregor is really good. Um, there's a good, I think, I'm trying to remember, Matt uh, Zolar Zeitz, I want to say. Anyway, he's the editor-in-chief at um, Roger Ebert. And he wrote an essay about Solo in which he talks very briefly about E. McGregor and talks about how, like, he sort of inhabits Alec McGinnis almost. That mm-hmm. there's, like, he's very different, but you still get the sense... Yeah. Of of him, like, from that. Yeah, like, there's... It's really strong, yeah. I wish, I wish I could remember exactly. I know there's a couple lines he says in this movie that are, like, direct callbacks to, like, things that Obi-Wan says in the original trilogy. I can't yeah. remember th- specifically. Uh, someone out there will. Um, but, like, yeah, those also, like, didn't feel, like, cheesy and forced. Like, they felt real. And it's like, yeah, yeah that's what Obi-Wan would say. And right. he said it, you know, again, because, yeah. like, that's who he is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just think, I don't know, I sort of wonder, like, I, I genuinely don't know how I would feel about these movies if Ian McGregor wasn't in them. Oh, like, bless we've already him. We've already talked about this a lot with Attack of the Clones, but, like, during the, the final speech, you oh. know, where Obi-Wan's, like, yelling at Anakin, like, I cried. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, you know, if... I just don't know who else could have done that. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there are definitely talent, super talented actors. I'm not saying that, but it's just like so, mm-hmm. like, you know, he he wades through the crap yeah. of this movie and like of every every one of these movies. Except maybe Phantom Menace, but that's, he's not even really in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. He's hardly in it. Yeah. And just finds, like, finds a kernel of reality and, like, humanness in it and brings it out in a way that just, like, makes, yeah, something really special. Like, his performance in in these movies is, like, Mm. really, it's just really something. I love him so much. Yeah. I love him so much. And, yeah, like, that's, I think, um, you know, one thing that this movie definitely does better than Attack of the Clones uh, is, like, showing... Like, that emotion you're talking about, yeah. right? Especially from Obi-Wan's side and the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah. Um, there's, like, a number of... I mean, it's a small number. <laughs> there's yeah. a small number of scenes um, where they're interacting and you just, like, feel this joy and love between them and, like, yeah. Obi-Wan is, like, you know, always, like, exasperated by him, you know, but, like, super proud of him and wants yeah, wants I, him to succeed. Um yeah. And, like, Anakin's there, and sometimes he's, you know, okay. 
Um, yeah, well, actually, I did really love this scene. So basically before everything goes bad, oh yeah, uh, Obi-Wan's going to hunt General Grievous, right? Mm-hmm. And so Anakin is left behind to mm-hmm. like be the liaison, you know, to the Emperor or to the Council from the Emperor. From the Emperor. Yeah. Um, and he like apologizes to Obi-Wan. Yeah. Oh. And and the and Obi-Wan just he like, like he like smiles. He's, he's, yeah. Well it's just uh. the thing is it's so tender. And you mm-hmm. sort of like it's one of the moments in this movie where um you see like the complexity because we talked about how in Attack of the Clones, like Anakin's just super bad. Yeah. Like he's just real bad. Mm-hmm. And there's just nothing about him in that movie that I'm like, oh, like, he's not, I mean, like, I don't (laughs) want to talk about this here, but he's not on the dark side, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he's already there, you know? And this movie, you see a lot more Mm -hmm. of, like, complexity. I think this is a really, like, because that's that's a moment of maturity that you Mm -hmm. couldn't see in him in Attack of the Clones. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, they're, um... Yeah, this movie does a better job of making Anakin, like, actually feel more conflicted. Because in Attack of the Clones, he says he's conflicted. And we talked about whether, you know, he shows it or not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But in this movie, it's like he really is trying to deliberate things out. And he's, like, caught between uh, these two groups that, like, both of them are, like, not exactly trustworthy and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, deeply connected to both of them. Uh, and so, like, right. it is interesting a lot of, where he, like, doesn't make these rash decisions um, like, you know, like he did yeah. in Attack of the Clones. Right. Um, and does in other parts of this movie. Um, but, like, you know, he waits things out. He, like, talks to people. Yeah. And, like tries to figure things out right there's there's a lot of really good threads we could go off here because i was just i don't know there's uh, there's so much there's so much that i want to talk about here Mm -hmm. um because we could talk about padme and the scene oh yeah that you wanted to talk about where she says she's pregnant to him Mm -hmm. it's actually like i think it's the one (laughs) moment from hayden christensen that's really subtle. And yes. Good. Like his face like shifts a lot in mm-hmm. that. And see, and you could see like at first he's like, oh, like, oh no. And then he sort of like cools off mm-hmm. and is like, going to be like, oh, this is beautiful. And like, I'm happy about yeah. this. Yeah. And right? then because he's Anakin, he goes, you know, a little extra and he's like, this is the happiest I've ever been in my <laughs> yeah. life. And it's like in character um, and silly, but like good. And he actually, yeah. it's like, his best acting in, well, the in thing these movies. Is that, yeah, Darth um, Vader is extremely extra. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so we can see Anakin Skywalker is also extra, mm-hmm. and so like I, I see that continuity. Yeah, so. no, that's 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 a good scene. Uh, it's it's dumb that like they reunite literally in public, yeah, like, while a group of people is like fifty feet away, right? Um, and they're like not that co- you know it's like it's 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 dumb and silly uh yeah, but I like mean, this movie is that for sure <laughs> but but yeah it's just it's real and genuine uh and they have way more chemistry with each other oh yeah it's um, so i mean it's it's weird because i mean yeah i don't know how much we want to get into padme right now mm-hmm. and the misogyny of this movie oh boy but like you know padme uh, as like it, her importance to other people besides Anakin shrinks from each movie on, mm-hmm. right? Even like within the runtime of Attack oh, of the Clones, yeah, um, yeah, you know, and like, but at the same time, yeah. like their their relationship and in some ways her place in it makes so much more sense to me. Mm-hmm. And there's a few moments where like you like there's a part where she's like, "Don't shut me out." And I'm like, oh, they've had this conversation before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that just felt like... And, like, you know, I've had conversations like with, with you and with other people I've been in relationships with. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, despite the silliness of this movie. And that there's moments that feel really genuine. Yeah. And, it, yeah, I just really wish... Because Padme's, like, the thematic core of this movie <laughs> yeah. in a big way. Mm-hmm. But it's... The movie just kind of uses her up. Yeah. No, uh, sorry, I was just, like, thinking about, you know, where have we seen this pattern before? <laughs> um, right, yeah. Just, yeah, because 
you know, just talked about, you know, Leia, Leia's important, uh, you know, to people out, uh, you know, other than our main characters, uh, decreases from movie to movie, yeah. the original trilogy, um, but then, like, also, what part of what makes, like, the end of Return of the Jedi so good is that, like, like, her relationship with Luke and, like, how much he cares about her and, oh, it's, like, it's good. I love that movie. I'm excited to watch that movie. Yeah, I am too. Um, but it's like, man, you couldn't, you, you couldn't make General, you know, Leia General. Th- right. Well, th- I think th- this th- is th- one of the most interesting tensions in uh, Star Wars in terms of gender mm-hmm. is that the women are universally extremely competent. Oh, yeah. Like Padme mm-hmm. and Leia mm-hmm. and like Mon Mothma even. Yeah. And like Rey, obviously, mm-hmm. and Rose. These are all characters that are just extremely capable yep. and confident in their own ability, like deservingly confident in their yep. own abilities and have like power and like agency in this like physical way, mm-hmm. right? That they like, and like obviously there are situations where both, I mean, both Rey and Leia are put in situations where they're like trapped or captured, mm-hmm. right? But they like do something with it. And it, yeah. I don't think even, you know, in A New Hope, there's no moment where Leia doesn't feel like, oh, she's oh. not making choices oh, and being Leia, strong. Leia's so good she's, at New yeah, Hope. It's, New Hope is a great you know, movie. Uh, but at the same time, like, you know, and then this is, I think, true of Padme as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, especially true of her in Phantom Menace that yep. she like. She's making all the decisions. Right. She drives a lot of the action of that movie mm-hmm. in a way that, again, is like emotionally weightless and like, yeah, you know, not great. It's like you right? can have both. You, you can. can clearly have both. Yeah. Like No, it's very frustrating. <laughs> you can have someone both be really powerful and also, like, really emotional. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, definitely. That's... Well, yeah, gosh. and but I think that's sort of the thing is that, you know, both Padme and Leia become, like, mm-hmm. you know, de- I mean, not necessarily dependent, but, like, become... The movie's interested in them in that they are related to yeah. male characters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they become sort of central to the narratives in that they are placed in the male characters' lives. Yeah, it's like, that's, you know, a lot of people like, have this, you know, complaint, and deservedly so, uh, about women in movies in general, you know, how, like, most of their stories and stuff and, like, character arcs and things, like, depend on these, like, emotions and, like, connections to other people. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, that's not bad. That's what I want. That's right. what I care about. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, like, that's all they're allowed to have. Right. And, like, he, most of the time... It's, like, not from their perspective. Right. Right? And they they don't get a say in, like, the connections that are made. Um, Hashtag Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's just just really frustrating. Yeah. um, Well, I was just thinking about Han in Mm -hmm. Empire Strikes Back. Actually, it's sort of a similar thing. Like, he, you know, in A New Hope is, like, this cold, like, distant mercenary who eventually, like, you know, become softer and, like, joins the rebellion. Mm-hmm. And, like, the tension of that movie for him is, mm-hmm. like, do I go back and, like, you know, pay off my debt and, like, become a criminal again? Mm-hmm. Or do I stay and, like, fight for this cause that I believe in? Right? And so, you know, Leia, him falling in love with Leia mm-hmm. is sort of the culmination of that. That, like, he Bless. becomes, like, this, you know, this compassionate person, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, that scene with him, even though he says, I know instead of I love <laughs> you, right, is really tender yep. in a way that, like, you don't see from him mm-hmm. in the movies. And, like, ah, and the thing is, man, we'll talk about Han in Force Awakens. Yes, But I love, will. like, you can see the line from that to his fate in Force Awakens in a really compelling way mm-hmm. that I think... Man, that that movie botches, man. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. Um, but like, you know, it's that's the thing is that his connection with Leia is attached to a lot of other elements of his character yeah. in a way that Leia's connection with mm-hmm. him is not. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And so that's well, that's sort of the thing, and we talked about this a little bit, but Padme uh, dying. It's like a big point in this movie. Yeah, it's... Anyway, 
And it's also, like, really central to mm-hmm. a lot of the visual, like, thematic stuff that the movie's doing. Yep. I don't know. I, I want to hear your thoughts on it, because I have lots of thoughts, but I've mm-hmm. been talking a lot, so. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I agree. Like, you know, she needs to die for this movie to work, but this movie could have worked if she lived. Yeah. I, it would be yeah. a different movie, but it would work. Yeah, see, I, I, I don't claim to have solved Star Wars. <laughs> By any stretch of the imagination. However. Who, who among us can truly say <laughs> that they have solved Star Wars? I don't know. But, uh, however, I uh, do have a pretty great solution. Yeah. Hit me up with this. Yeah, so, yeah, as so we talked about, like, yeah, Padme's, you know, importance in these movies just, like, narrows and narrows and narrows further and further down where she, like, only is important in the way that she, like, interacts and is important to Anakin. Um, And Anakin says this, uh, you know, not great line. (laughs) He says, love won't save you, Padme. Only my new powers can. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. Now I'm doing voices. No, it's good. Um, uh, That's so bad and so good. But, like, here's the thing is that love is exactly what a, what would have saved Padme. Yeah. That's the whole point of Star Wars. The originals, and now the sequels. Yeah. Is that, like, people love each other, and that's good. Yeah. And that's no. important. Right. And so, my solution to this to this movie, and, I mean, you know, we thread throughout all the prequels, but especially in this movie, showing how Padme is connected to other people besides Anakin. You know, we got, like, some... And she was doing, you know, a lot of work, um, you know, somewhat, you know, off-camera um, stuff. But, like, Attack of the Clones, we're seeing, like, you know, her job of, like, being a senator is extremely important to her. Um, and, you know, we saw a bit in Phantom Menace how she, like, really cares about her people um, and stuff. But, like, if we... You know, if, it, if this movie, like, established that she, like, had a strong friendship with Obi-Wan then, like, it makes sense for Anakin to be like, oh, Obi-Wan's turned you against me, rather than, like, it just being all about him. Um, and also, like, it gives her a friend while she's like, what is she doing this whole movie? She's <laughs> sitting in her apartment, like, yeah. brushing her hair. Yeah. Um, it was, like, a nice, like, her hair is all, like, down in this movie. It's in different hairstyles, but it's all down on, like, all the other movies, uh, and I think that could say, you know, really interesting things about, you know, her power and her job, and anyway, that's a whole different discussion, <laughs> um, but so, like, if Obi-Wan was there being her friend while she brushed her hair, right, we see that like, she, like, somehow is, like, connected to Bale, and, like, I don't right. know why, like, Bale is obviously super important in this movie, um, and, like, in the canon and story of Star Wars, you know, where he takes Leia and raises her, um, but, like, how, you know, what were they, like, working on together? How did they become, like, senator bros? And, like, you know, showing that she, like, is involved with her colleagues. Yeah. Um, you know, if we just, like, got to see her have these other connections. You know, and if we if we got to see her, like, think, like, the only thing that, like, could have really saved her if she was, like, that devastated about Anakin, you know, Right. Being bad. Yeah, which makes, which, that is one thing that just makes zero sense. It makes it's no so sense because, like, you know, like we said, Attack of the Clones does not establish, you know, that they actually have, like, a solid, good, loving relationship right. um, that, like, has these dark undertones. Um, if she really was that devastated about Anakin, then, like, think what would actually save her and, like, make her want to live is the two children that she just birthed. Yeah. And, and like, they they are the good that she says in, is an Anakin, yeah. right? Like, that's, and that's that's what Star Wars is, is, like, the right. good that is still an Anakin well, I think, is his children. Yeah. And, like, yeah, she could have lived. You, you connect it to the whole rest of Star Wars. You show, like, you know, that, like, yeah, Anakin was, like, so concerned about, like, keeping her alive that he, like, wasn't focused on actually loving her, like, yeah. Right. Gosh. No, and the thing is, I think a lot of this stuff that you're talking about is in this movie, mm-hmm. right? That, like, Anakin, what Anakin talks about when he says, love won't save you, mm-hmm. only many powers, like, it's about control. 
Yeah. You know, and that, like, he, like, feels as if he has had no control in his life and yeah. is desperately mm-hmm. seeking, like, this kind of, you know, I mean, basically fascist tendency to, like, <laughs> have control, like, contain things. Yeah. And, like... And so I think that, like, thread exists. But the thing is that there's something about the... Yeah, like, Padme dying almost, like, affirms that control mm-hmm. that he had over him. Even though a lot of the movies concerned with, like, that being a bad thing. And that, yeah. like, the, the desire, his desire for this control is negative. Yeah, there is, right? like... There's something off in the way... Because th- it definitely conflates... Right? And I think it's, like, insightful that, like, both of the things are about control. But, like, it conflates his, like evil desire for power you know in like a fascist way right um with like his intense like fear to like gain you know and need to gain power to save padme and like those are connected and like there's a way that yeah like you said you know it is about control and you can like say like that they come from the same thing but like i feel like the movie links them together in a way that's like messy and like yeah, it can lead people to be like, oh, well, like, he loved Padme, and Jedi aren't supposed to love people, so, you know. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, Which I really don't think, like, is necessarily the, the thesis of this movie. Yeah, I don't right? either. I just, I think the execution of that yeah. is Well, I mean, I also messy. think something that, that points to, I mean, I guess I think I'd be a little kinder to it, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's because the movie deserves it, <laughs> or just because I'm inclined that way. Mm-hmm. Um because, like, so, actually, one of the most, I think, poetic and beautiful sequences of this movie is, like, the last, close to the last little bit where we're seeing um, Padme, like, give birth, and it's interspliced with yeah. Anakin That's becoming good. Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And, like, the thing about it is that there's, I mean, there's obviously this, like, machine man dynamic, especially, like, at the end when she's on the boo. Which seems like there's, like, Gungans with the people yeah. there. Like, they seem mm-hmm. to have reached this, like, nature harmony that the first movie sort of hints at. And then, um, you know, this, like, cold surgery room where Anakin is. Yeah. Right? And that also that he wanted to save Padme. Mm-hmm. But, like, in doing so, killed her. Yep. And he's the one who lives, like, on mm-hmm. unnaturally. Right. And so there's there's just like a lot of like I mean this this movie in a lot of ways is about like cycles, about repetition, mm-hmm. about like things continue and that scene Circles, like baby. Yeah, <laughs> like there's this yeah, the thi- anyway, we'll get into the cinematography a little bit uh later, but like there's just some cool ways the cinematography hints at this. Um and I think that scene is like so uh, gorgeous and like poetic, but it's also just like, man, it is such a bummer that Padme died. And I think there's there is a version of that scene mm-hmm. that I think still like, like I I don't know. I just I mean I guess this would never happen, but the image I have in my head is like a Padme playing with Luke and Leia as like because there's sort of this still like life yeah. and death right dynamic mm-hmm. there that's like you know yeah um. Yeah, I don't know. The thing is that, like, this movie hit me in surprising ways. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think it's, like, genuinely, uh, like, at least, you know, sometimes very smart about how it's dealing with things. And has a lot of, like, good loaded imagery. But it's also, like, yeah, is is clumsy often, Mm -hmm. particularly in what we're we're talking about right now. Yeah, I, I wrote a note... That I'm not exactly sure what it was referring to. Um, but I feel like it kind of sums up a lot of this movie. I wrote, really interesting conversation that shifts into meme territory. Yeah, it was about and, uh, Anakin and um, Sidious talking in the opera hall. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, the or bubble the, opera. The bubble, the, I don't, is it circus opera? I don't know. I, I like hear, the I, bubbles, though. Yes, you do. I do. Mm-hmm. It's a good scene. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, just so much of this movie, like, there's so much, like, really good and interesting and powerful things, and then it just kind of, like, fumbles itself. Yeah. Um, but the which thing is, is like, unfortunate. Yeah, it is, but it's also, like, I don't know, I guess for me, like, this is, you know, I feel like, I feel like A New Hope 
is like the only not messy Star Wars movie. <laughs> like that that movie is just like really well paced. Yeah. Really, you know, like I don't think there's a scene in that movie that shouldn't be in it, mm-hmm. with the exception of some of the stuff that's had in the special edition, obviously. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's really quick, it's smart, it's fun, it has things to say. It's yeah, like I mean I get, you know, there's criticisms of that movie's, like, binaries, and, like, I think that's some of the stuff that this movie and, like, the other prequels get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the only movie I think <laughs> yeah. that, like, is really well-constructed. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, like, like even though, yeah, like, I'm, like, A New Hope is a better movie, and I think it's definitely going higher on my list. Yeah. Right? But, like, Revenge of the Sith, partially because I have a lot of nostalgia for it, but also because it's it's a it's a really messy movie that has, like, lots of compelling and interesting things in it. Mm-hmm. And there are movies like, I mean, one of my favorite movies ever is Cloud Atlas. <laughs> oh, it and, all like, makes you, sense. You want to talk about a movie that's real messy. I mean, but actually, makes... you know, the thing is, I don't think that movie's that messy. I'm that guy. <laughs> oh, man. Cloud Atlas is a real good movie. Um, but yeah, but I'm just like, I love stuff that's overstuffed and ambitious and like, you know, evocative in this way. And I think Revenge of the Sith, like, there's a lot of ways in which it stumbles, mm-hmm. but it also like has such a like, has a real heart and like is really trying to do really interesting things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like, I think I'll just, I like, as I'm talking about it, my affection for this movie is increasing. I know. <laughs> it's like, like, it's, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I would, I think there is a heart in this movie, but I don't think it's in it as much as you might be remembering. Yeah, that's um, totally fair. Is like especially yeah. My other biggest criticism of this movie before we watched it um, was the fight scene between Anakin and Obi Wan yeah. at the end, and like I think that scene perfectly describes like what you're talking about because. Um, well, I mean, it perfectly describes how we feel about this movie, right. I'd say, because, um, it is ridiculous it's so and ridiculous. crazy. Yeah. And like some of the like super dumb things you super love. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not <laughs> like, <good."> there's, yeah, <laughs> uh, there's that moment when they're like fighting in the mm-hmm. briefing room or whatever. Yeah. And they both like swing their lightsabers <laughs> around each other and like, makes no sense like what are they doing mm-hmm. but i love it it's so cool yeah. um but to finish the yeah. the like analogy yeah um so yeah like it's this should be like a super emotional fight and for most of it it isn't yeah um it's like this crazy bombastic mess yeah um but then there are like these moments that are like super powerful yeah. um like the best part, honestly, it's when they're uh, not using their lightsabers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's, like, parts, you know, where they're, like, literally just, like, kicking and, like, punching at each other. And, like, Anakin, like, <laughs> chokes Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, so the My favorite moment in that whole fight scene um, is, like, they both shoot out their hands at each other. Like, they're trying to force each other away. Mm-hmm. Um but they're, like, equally matched, right? So it, they're just, like, sticking out their hands and, like, their arms are shaking and stuff. And it's, like, kind of silly, but it's also, oh, it just, like, show, yeah, one, it, like, shows, you know, how they are, like, equally powerful um, in some ways. And, like, two, it just shows how, like, they're so close to each other and, like, they almost have this connection, but they just, they, like, can't, they're, like, pushing against each other in ways where they will just, like, never touch and it's very good yeah and like yeah i extremely love that bit um and it's like maybe like four seconds right in this big scene no but that's the thing well i think part of the i've talked a lot about how like how i like a lot of this imagery and like how poetic it is but also like compared to attack of the clones these action scenes are shot like, everything's really close, especially in yeah. this scene. Like, oh, you yeah. can't really tell. Like, it's a lot of, like, over-the-shoulder shots mm-hmm. where you can't really see, like, how things are interacting with each other. Yeah. And there's these really, like, I think, like, the Django-Obi-Wan fight and, mm-hmm. like, the first part of the lightsaber duel mm-hmm. in um, Attack of the Clones, like, yeah. set this up. Is It is very kinetic and simple mm-hmm. and you understand the stakes and they're just really, like, smart. And I think there, there's moments, like, I think the Grievous-Obi-Wan fight, mm-hmm. like, particularly the end bit where they're, like, 
just kind of fist fighting basically yeah is like pretty good but it's it's also just yeah like i, I really wish like they could have pulled it back and made mm-hmm. it a little bit more physical yeah and honestly yeah like sometimes these cool images are like to its detriment uh i'm like not even gonna go into uh the like floaty cgi of <laughs> fight bits because that's just ridiculous oh yeah um mm-hmm. but like it's cool that they're, like, on this super dark, like, red, you know, fiery, glowy planet yeah. and stuff. And so when they both, like, have their blue lightsabers, like, it's really striking. Um, however, when you translate that into a scene where they're both moving extremely quickly. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, they fill up most of the frame because it's shot too close. Uh, then, like, you literally can't see what's happening because yeah. there's... Just like well, these flashes also, of light moving really quickly, yeah, in front also of a dark. A problem background. with this movie in general is that I feel like Attack of the Clones hit this sweet spot mm-hmm. uh, between practical effects and CGI. Yeah, and that like most of the effects of that movie like are pretty unintrusive mm-hmm. and like feel like grounded. That's not true of this movie. There's mm-hmm. like all sorts of CGI people, Ugh. which sometimes makes sense. Like I know, like mm-hmm. you know, you could tell like those parts, the parts where Christopher Lee has to do anything physical, <laughs> you see, and like you know, that's fine. Like Christopher yeah. Lee should shouldn't have to. You know, it's chill. <laughs> I'm not, but like it's it's fair. It's totally fair, but it is like, yeah, it loses a lot of this like kinetic quality that. The Attack of the Clones had because of that. Even though it's still like like the opening sequence, the action scenes in that are kind of messy. Mm-hmm. But the open there's like this opening one shot where you follow mm. Obi Wan and Anakin and you see all the ships like fight, yeah. and it's just really super cool and spectacular mm-hmm. in a way. I think that's something like these movies never really lost is mm-hmm. like this ability yeah. for like awe and spectacle. Yeah. Um, hey. Uh- Remember how Count Dooku was one of the most interesting parts of Attack of the Clones? And then he gets wiped out yeah. <laughs> in this movie? Yeah. I know. I, I mean, the thing is I like some of that because... So the scene's obviously a parallel to the final confrontation with the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the Emperor's like, just kill him. And Anakin's like, I don't... Oh, we should, like, take him in trial. And he's like, yeah. he's too dangerous to be left alive. Yeah. Right, and then like Mace Windu says yeah. literally that same thing about Emperor Palpatine, mm-hmm. but like Anakin sides with the Emperor again yep. in the opposite way. Yeah, like I like that. I also like Christopher Lee's like what? Oh, his face is very good. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I just I just wish we had a little more time with him in this movie. And like, yeah. there's probably you know a number of reasons yeah, why that well, wasn't possible. I do think though that like part of it is I mean it's really clear. Like, maybe there was some vague sketch. Like, I think, like, you know, Order 66 was probably baked in from Episode 2. Mm-hmm. You know, like, once the clones are in the equation, like, that's how the Jedi die. Yeah. Right? Um, but, like, I think it's pretty obvious that, like, they did not have a clear roadmap for these movies. Yeah. And, like, again, we were talking about how each previous movie earnestly yeah. deals with criticisms of the previous one. And so, like, yeah, maybe... maybe George was like, oh, Count Dooku will be big in episode three, and he's <laughs> yeah. just not. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Now I'm just thinking about episode nine. I don't want to go down that path. Yeah, man. Not here. Yeah, well, I mean, we are going to do a podcast about it. Yeah. Out of season, whatever. We yeah. will do that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's a long yeah, list for to all, For all you... Yeah, man, I am... All you dozens... <laughs> if we're well, pushing that yeah maybe uh, not dozens of fans yeah maybe you single dozen we'll do it for you yeah. and for us and for well yeah we just want to talk about it yeah we'll, we we'll talk us. about it anyway mm-hmm. so we might as well talk about it with a microphone on yeah um yeah well, one thing i want to talk about well okay so one thing i think the structure of these prequels is smart and i don't know if this is intentional but like it doesn't really matter um but that like there's sort of a, a thesis, counter-thesis, synthesis structure. Yeah. Um, that, that's my baby. Yeah. The humanities major. Right. I mean, I'm trying to, I think this is a Socratic method thing. Uh, but anyway, basically in the first, you know, in Phantom Menace, it's like, oh, it's nature versus machine and they're fighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in two, it's like, oh, but it's like 
men, like nature that's like machines and Mm -hmm. machines that are like nature. And like, you know, it sort of starts like collapsing into each other. Mm -hmm. And then this movie sort of resets the balance Mm -hmm. to like set the stage for a new hope. Yeah. And I think that the way it's sort of engaging with that stuff is interesting. Mm -hmm. Even though it's still like, yeah, like Anakin's alive, but a machine. Right. And that's, and the thing is, it's like, yeah, that's what saves him, right? Is yeah. that he's the, the ghost in the machine, right? Well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Luke is the ghost in the machine, though, actually. He's the one who's like, there's the ghosts right there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just think that, like, like, again, these are movies that are very thoughtful about the previous films in ways that I think are, like, cool. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And they're, yeah, and they're, this is why I love talking with you about these things. Because, yeah, I would never have thought of these. You know, and I guess that's why we come together. Yeah. To discuss. Discuss these movies. In all of society. Right. Okay, there's a few things we haven't got to that we've got on our list here. Uh, one of which is, this movie has actual emotional stakes. Yeah. Like, from the get-go. Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> I actually care about things in this movie. Yeah. Oh, also, sorry, speaking of, uh, there's this freaking part that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Where, so, uh, Mace Windu has gone off to confront the Emperor, and Anakin's, like, waiting for him in to the, come back in the council room. Yeah, I, was gonna, I wrote down, I love that part. It's And what well, he's just looking out, and there's also interspliced with shots of Padme, like, looking into the city. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's just this tension, like this, because you can feel the, like, tipping point, like, this is the moment where things shift, right? Oh, yeah. And, like, um, and I think, again, that's, like, a beautifully shot scene that, like, sets up, like, it's really good. And also, yeah, you see this. That's the scene where you see the conflict, right? That yeah. it's not just mm-hmm. like, oh, like. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, what What if, what if Mace Windu let Anakin go with them? I know. Or what if Obi-Wan was there? Uh, oh, what if, what if Obi-Wan was right. there? Right. And that's, that's the thing that I actually like. I mean, even though, oh, sorry, I talked over you <laughs> no. a little bit there. Just a, what if, you know, what if Obi-Wan was there? Colon, the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, he's never in the right place. He's never in the right place. Uh, well, something's interesting, I think, about this is that, like, Anakin's evil is, like, there the whole time. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, it takes, like, these just, like, set of circumstances for it yeah. to, like, lock in. And, mm-hmm. like, obviously it's, like, he makes a lot of choices. And I'm not... But yeah. there's also a lot of external factors. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's this insightful thing in this movie that, like, yeah, like, maybe if Anakin had been in a different place or hadn't been asked to spy on the Emperor or, yeah. you know, whatever, like, Yeah, or thing. if, you know, he's like, the Jedi don't trust me. And then Mace Windu is literally like, I don't, don't trust, trust you. you. Yeah. <laughs> to his face. Right. Like, you know, that maybe these things wouldn't have turned out the way they did. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, the thing is, it gets weird because, like, Anakin kills a bunch of little kids <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shouldn't do that. He does no do that. No matter what. Um, but, like, I like the idea that, like, yeah, like, you know, I mean, not, not that I don't want to be, like, paranoid about it. And I don't think people should be like, be like, am I a bad person? Mm-hmm. But I like the idea that, like, yeah, like, maybe given a different set of circumstances, we would make evil choices. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, like, I think... I think it's healthy to contemplate mm. the ways in which we can become like that. I think this is a thing that movie is like thinking about. Yeah. And also yeah. something I was yeah, wondering about is like, you know, when he goes and like is with Mace Windu, like what is if he let Mace Windu kill em- the emperor? Mm-hmm. What happens after <laughs> that? Wow. I mean probably nothing good. Yeah. That's sort of the thing. It's like, and there's even the part where, like, Mace Windu's like, we'll have to, like, take control of the Senate. Yeah. Oh, that was and, a like, good bit. Right. And Yoda's like, this is a dark path. You know, mm-hmm. but he doesn't, like, disapprove. Yeah. Right? And I think that's sort of, like, again, it's 
it's a way in which this movie sort of at least tries to like complicate this binary yeah. that like what if the Jedi and the Sith kind of want similar things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, this is, I noticed that when, um, so after, after, like, Palpatine's totally transformed into, uh, Emperor mode and, like, Mace Windu's dead, you know, and he, like, names Anakin as Darth Vader, he tells him to go bring, bring peace to the Empire, yeah. right? And that's, like, in the previous movies, the Jedi were all, well, like, we're the peacekeepers and like we bring peace, you know, right. and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's like interesting. Right. But it's movies. also like the way that kind of, I mean, this is maybe reading a little much into it, but like I think about how much that language is used around like US military campaigns, mm-hmm. you know, like we're going to Iraq yeah. to end violence, to yeah. stop oppressive Ugh. violence. Yeah. Right. But then how things sort of shake out is mm-hmm. it's like, no, it's this empty expression of military might. Yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, not empty because a lot of people are dead, mm-hmm. but just, and I think that's something that's like, so like the Jedi are literally killed by their investment in the military mm-hmm. and by their like, you know, ways. And like, I'm, I don't know, like the thing is like, it, I think even Attack of the Clones, the Separatists aren't necessarily evil. Like they're being manipulated. Oh man. Separatist Padme is such a gift. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, true. She gets like half a scene uh, where she gets to talk about like how you know, maybe, like, the Senate is, like, corrupt and, you know, democracy is not working out, like, the way that they thought it would and, um, and, like, maybe they need to, like, restructure things and, like, try again, you know, in a slightly different way. Um, and stuff, and Anakin's like, you sound like a separatist. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is that, like, uh, and we wish we got more of this, you know? Yeah. But, like, Padme is a is the care is the politician who's like really trying to make things change. Yeah. And this is something we didn't talk about, but like I I'm pretty sure I remember this right, but then Attack of the Clones, she's against the formation of a military mm-hmm. force. Right. And I think that like says a lot about yeah. her in a way that I wish was, was elaborated I on wish more. There was more. Yeah. Like it's yeah, like I just think that that way in which like and I think that's something that's also smart about it is that like this fascist state arises out of like this endless war Mm -hmm. and this exhaustion about this like continuing conflict that's really about nothing or you know it's been staged very like clearly by the end of the movie right Mm -hmm. and so like once you know the emperor can claim to have brought peace to make things better yeah man that's like mm, i'm just i just like remembered it popped in my head um when anakin goes and is like killing the separatists yeah um and one of the viceroys is like please you know don't kill me and he's like you know the emperor promised us peace right and it's like that's like what everybody wants but like the ways that people go about it like the viceroys actively like participated you know in this campaign um you know that was like affecting the naboo people in terrible ways right you know and they like actively participated in that uh under the pretense that like someone more powerful was going to like help them help bring peace to them right yeah no that's like i think a big thing is that this movie is like yeah interested in the ways people get manipulated into violence Mm -hmm. through like notions of what peaceful is you know peace looks like right and that's yeah i think that stuff is um Real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just to bring it back down, uh, lest we think <laughs> too highly. <laughs> too highly. Uh, from my point of view, the, the Jedi, Jedi are evil. evil. Yeah. Okay, but let's talk about that. Okay. Um, because I was thinking about the scene where we watch all the Jedi die, mm-hmm. which, like, rewatching it this time felt like such a fan service y thing. Mm hmm. And was like, oh, like, we're going to watch all these characters that you read about in these novels uh, die. Yeah. And maybe you'll be sad about it. Yeah. Right? But um, but I was thinking about, like, the scene did affect me as a kid. And even now, too. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like, I wasn't familiar with most of those characters. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and I think the reason is that, like, this is a loss that reverberates through every other Star Wars movie. Yeah. With the exception of the first two. Mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah. And is like present, you know, that like even though, yeah, we've talked a lot about like the Jedi maybe aren't great and maybe they want things that are not good or not that different from the Sith, but um, there's still this like tremendous spiritual loss. Like I, yeah. Like I think about Han being like, I don't, I don't like, I don't care about the force. You know? Yeah. And like that, I mean, maybe not exactly, but in some ways that's a direct result of this moment. Yeah. Right? And oh, man, I'm just thinking about, cause yeah, after they all die, I mean, for, you know, there's, there's like one, maybe two, like, sometimes two Jedi, like, left alive through the rest of the movies, right? And it's, like, it's literally, like, one dies as, like, the next comes about. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, true. Right, like, with Obi-Wan and Yoda, and it's, like, and then we have Luke, but then Luke dies, you know? Luke dies and stuff, and now we're just left with Rey. And it's, like, yeah, you're seeing this, like, because I, you know, and we don't know exactly, like, how many Jedi there were and, like, how big this, like, organization, you know, was. Yeah. Um, but, like, we see a lot of people die. And, yeah, it's just, like, totally decimated. Yeah. Down to just, like, a single person carrying, like, the weight of all that history. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, like, and I think that's actually something that I like a lot about The Last Jedi mm-hmm. is that both, like, Luke and Rey are, like, responding to that loss Mm -hmm. in very different but also very understandable ways. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. That, like, Luke's, like, it's pointless, like, they're gone. And Mm -hmm. Ray's like, no, we need to bring this back, Mm -hmm. you know? And both of them are, like, very understandable ways of thinking about that kind of loss. (laughs) He just uh, figured out maybe where uh, Luke got his idea to run off. Uh, you know, oh, for just right. <laughs> for decades, because uh, in this movie, uh, Yoda is like fighting with the Emperor and stuff, and he's like, you know, like beat, and he's like, you know, on the ground, he's able to escape with bail, and he's like, well, I lost, it's over, time to go to exile. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, there is precedence. There is precedent. Yeah, that's sort of. Anyway, man, we will get into this when oh, we talk about yeah. Last Jedi, but I hate how people talk about that movie as subversive. Like, it's it's <laughs> thinking about Star Wars, and it yeah. is like, is Star Wars good? And it's like trying to work through and in some ways deconstruct it, mm-hmm. right? But the conclusion of that film <laughs> is unambiguously, Star Wars is good, TM. And anyone who tells you otherwise <laughs> is telling you deceits <laughs> yeah. and lies. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we both have opinions about oh, Last Oh, boy. Jedi. Yes, we do. Yeah. But don't we all? I guess so. That is the movie that people have. Well, I think that's something that's really fascinating about um, the sequels. Eh, we don't need to talk about this. But, like, those are movies that built, like, nobody really has a consensus on what those movies are in the way that we kind of do about the original trilogy and the prequels, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, they're not done yet. Yeah, well, we'll see. They are not done yet. Um. Uh. So, as you know, we're trying to probably wrapping up things soon. Yeah. Uh, but as we've talked about in all of these movies, uh, we got to talk about the Force. Got to talk about the Force and like the you know Jedi philosophy and such. Yeah. Well, it's kind of whack. <laughs> We've already gotten to this a little bit, uh, but man, I, I mean, I kind of like this seed, but it's also like, like, man, Yoda, read the room, my dude, you know, <laughs> where he's like, Anakin's like, I've been having these visions of people close to me dying. And Yoda's like, don't worry about it. Like people Be happy die. When Be they happy die. when they die. And it's just like, this is not, have you ever talked to anybody? And the thing is that's interesting is that I don't feel like he treats Obi-Wan the same way. When oh. Obi-Wan's like, Anakin is like turned evil and like, I can't kill him. And like, Yoda's like, you have to do this, mm-hmm. right? But he's not like, well, you're a little, you know, you're, it's dumb that you'd be sad that he died or like he turned yeah, the dark side. I, th- I think it's really interesting because um, like Obi-Wan tells 
I believe Obi-Wan tells Anakin to use his feelings at one point. Oh, yeah. And stuff. But then, like, when Yoda is telling Obi-Wan, like, you have to kill Anakin, and he's like, I don't even know where he is. And Yoda says, use your feelings. And, like, yeah. you'll find him. And, right. like, to me, like, that's so interesting because yeah. it's still, like, it goes against, like, you know, what he, like, believes and how he, like, normally operates, but he, like, sees the value in, like, what emotions have and, like, and how feelings, like, tie people to each other. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, this really sad and painful moment. And, like, it's true that, like, these, you know, these feelings, like, bring a lot of pain, right? And Obi-Wan yeah. probably could have killed somebody else that yeah. he had to, you know? And so, like, yeah, it's, like, there's value in these feelings, but, like, it, like it's true. Like, people hurt. When they care about each other. Yeah. And, like, you know, in the real world, world, like, we recognize, you know, that's, like, not a bad thing. And, like, right. usually doesn't mean, you know, that you shouldn't connect with people. But. Right. I mean, to be fair, yeah. I mean, I think there are sort of, you know, some, I mean, like, certainly some Christian groups who, like, mm-hmm. discourage mourning. And, and I don't, yeah, the thing is that, like, a lot of... I, I mean, I feel like we've said this on the pod, but if we hadn't, we shouldn't. Like, a lot of Jedi stuff is, like, yeah. a reduction of sort of, you know... I mean, it comes directly from, like, Zen Buddhism because the Jedi are basically samurai and, like, mm-hmm. a lot... You know, anyway. Um, so it's this kind of reduction of, like, Buddhist philosophy, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is, in some ways, like, we suffer because we, like... I mean, not exactly we care. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's more... The thing is, I don't feel like it gets enough into those nuances to be, yeah. like, you know... And I don't, I, I certainly don't think that by saying, oh, the Jedi are bad, that I'm like, Buddhists are bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, definitely not. Right. Um, I think, yeah, in the context of these movies, it's extremely interesting. Yeah. And, like, kind of builds on other stuff in this movie that Yoda, like, explicitly says, you know, use your feelings. Use your feelings, yeah. Um, well, no, I just think about, I don't know, like, I'm just thinking about that last speech with Obi-Wan. Because mm. it's just really, like... I don't know. I'm, I'm just feeling something and I can't quite like pull it out. But I think that's sort of the thing is that I feel like this is maybe a little pretentious, but like great, like, like all of my favorite movies, um, like, I mean, Princess Mononoke or Wings of Desire or Cloud Atlas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these are movies that have like a lot of mystery to them. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, like I could talk about, oh, here's the formal things that this and I've written academic, like multiple academic yes. papers about Cloud Atlas. I've mm-hmm. written stuff about Princess Mononoke, and I've talked about those movies in very like formal academic ways, right? Yeah. And I think there's value to that kind of analysis. But I also think like something that truly moves you and truly like works with you is something you don't completely understand, mm-hmm. and sometimes you just have to let that be. I don't know, and I think like that is something that. Like, I appreciate formal things about Attack of the Clones. Yeah. You know, and almost nothing else, right? But this is a movie that I appreciate on a different level than that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's the best one of these prequel movies. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I still, I don't think it hits me as much as it hits you. It does not. Well, I think, I think also, like, I, yeah, like, I saw this movie in theaters Mm-hmm. And that's like a, a precious memory for me, you know. And anyway, yeah, like it's yeah. yeah like you're al- think... you're allowed. Oh yeah, to no. feel to feel things. No, of course, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how things shake out in the ranking because this has definitely taken a jump <laughs> up for me. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for us. Um, so we are hosted by the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network which you can find at abnormalmapping.com and which you can support at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jacob.benfell. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, go and ahead. Yeah, I am at you of Wales. I promise I know my own Twitter handle. <laughs> um, and yeah, we are at Seasons Movie Pod on Twitter. You can also... Um, send us emails at seasonspod uh, at gmail.com. Uh, we didn't get any questions this time, and that's partially, it's pretty, pretty yeah, much our it's, fault. Yeah, it's our fault. 
We didn't yeah. ask for questions early enough, but we would love to hear your questions even very preemptively. Yeah. About yeah, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, we're watching Return of the Jedi next time, yeah. uh, which I am so pumped about. Um, yeah, start asking your questions now. We're ready for them. Yeah. Also, if you want to add, if there's you, if you got a burning question in your heart about any of the previous movies we watched, mm-hmm. or like even whatever you want, yeah, you just got some burning question in your heart, like you can send it to us. Yeah. And as can... long as it's not too thorny, <laughs> you know. That we can we'll answer it. Yeah, uh, we had somebody suggest a season that we could do. Um, our friend Carl he's uh, added us on Twitter and said, you know, asked us about doing a season of movies by The Rock. Well, you know, feature, featuring, featuring The Rock. Yeah, yeah. He, yes, not the auteur, uh, <laughs> but certainly the grand star. Yeah, and you know, in our movies and in our hearts. Um, so yeah, give us ideas, you know, we're still, we're, we've got some ideas of our own, but we're happy to, you know, consider what you guys want to hear about. Yeah, you know? so no, for sure. Let us know. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've already got a serious backlog of seasons, but we'll, <laughs> well, we'll we got to figure out the placement. Yeah, that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening to these long episodes, uh, that we have, um, you know, <laughs> who we did not realize uh i think you know we we knew we'd have a lot to talk about with these movies but i don't think we realized the extent to which you know we would discuss and like deep dive yeah i mean at least it's not this podcast is not even close to the actual runtime oh boy (laughs) which uh yeah i've listened to movie podcasts that are close to or exceeding the runtime of the actual movie Mm -hmm. so we're keeping it pretty pretty (laughs) together i think you're welcome yeah anyway uh yeah so thank you so much for listening uh tune in next time for revenge of the sith mm-hmm. i mean for return of the jedi <laughs> <laughs> i keep doing this anyway i'm really excited to talk about the parallels between these two movies oh yeah yeah